What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you love a good chicken sandwich, you have to go to Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. They are a minority-owned, veteran-owned small business, and they've brought Nashville-style hot chicken to the D.C. area. Their chicken sandwich is one of the best you'll ever have, and you can't get it anywhere else. Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. Look them up. Try it out. You won't regret it. Washington Football Team Nation. What is going on? Here we go. Day one, free agency, legal tampering period, out of the way. Fitz magic in the house. Todd, how you feeling? Uh, should I be feeling like magical? <laughs> you could say <laughs> Fitz magic. It's funny because it's like Fitz magic slash Fitz tragic. Like that's what right. makes who he is. Uh, how I'm feeling. Okay. Uh, three major things for Washington. One of them was kind of expected in Darby. One of them in Kevin Pierre-Lewis, I don't care about at all. And one of them in Fitzpatrick, I kind of have an asterisk next to it. And we could talk about that in a moment. So that's how I'm feeling about how things have gone so far. How are you feeling? You know, honestly, I'm feeling I'm feeling all right. Um, at first, yesterday, I was kind of panicking as we, as I tend <laughs> to always do in the group chat. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, because we didn't get anybody. But I see how Ron's trying to build it now. And I kind of respect it. You know, he's not in like a flash in a pan trying to he's not delusional about us making it to the playoffs. And he knows we're not just a quarterback away and that we really have to build a foundation. So in regards to losing KPL, uh, it was expected in regards to losing Darby Darby. I'm not paying him $10 million a year personally. Right. Right. One, I don't have it. And two, <laughs> uh, if I would, if I did, I definitely wouldn't, right. but uh, a couple of people have mentioned on Twitter how Ron has never had a history of paying cornerbacks. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, 
Kendall Fuller's getting paid ten million a year. Yep, he signed four forty. And Darby's not on that level. Right, right. And and you paid him and you paid Fuller already. So exactly. it's tied up. It's tied up. So <clears throat> I'm thinking with the D line, and I think they're banking on that that they'll be able to find someone in the draft yeah. or or a flyer in the in the later uh later the scraps as they call it in free mm-hmm. agency that you'll find a guy to replace him. I'm not too worried about those two. Yeah, and maybe uh, one of my thoughts on that on that cornerback two spot is I wonder I wonder what their thoughts are on uh, Jimmy Moreland, you know, because he played nickel, but uh, people always just assume smaller cornerbacks should be nickelbacks, but that's not necessarily true. Nickel is harder, and I wonder if they kind of they had him in that role because that was kind of where they had him because they had two outside guys, but maybe they see him as an outside cornerback and being able to be even better and uh, fill Darby's role. I think they will bring somebody in, but uh, I mean. I'd be curious to see where Jimmy Moreland fits into the equation and Fabian Moreau if they decide to bring him back because he didn't play much last year when he did. He wasn't bad. And like you said with Darby and cornerbacks in general, I think they are banking on the defensive line being the strength. And so I think there is only so much money they're going to invest in the cornerback position. If it's an elite, elite guy, that's different. But anything less than elite, I think they feel that they can find someone to match a certain level of production because – of the defensive line uh, again Kevin Pierre Lewis didn't really play much towards the end of the season if they wanted him back at two years eight million they definitely could have gotten him back so they just clearly didn't want him back and uh, Ron Rivera uh, said he said that he wanted someone with his skill set but better essentially in his press conference right. that's basically what he said so let's get to the quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, who we heard the team was interested in uh He's not on the Marcus Mariota, uh, not level because that's not the right word, but he's not, he's not the Marcus Mariota. We thought he's not the Sam Darnold uh, that we thought, you know, he's not even the Mitchell Trubisky who they were kind of interested in. So you want to go kind of back and forth and say why we like, and then why we don't like, if there's any reason you don't like, Um, and we can start off with like, I'll say why I like the Ryan, uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing. Because one, I think he fits what what Scott Turner wants to do, undoubtedly. Attack, attack, attack. I think Alex Smith was the exact opposite. And then Dwayne Haskins, didn't matter whether or not he wanted to attack, he wasn't going to be accurate. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is attack downfield, and that's, I think, what Scott Turner, you know, wants this offense to be. Not every play, but he wants that element to be there. And though they don't, last year they didn't have great weapons for it still, you can you can just make the throws. Uh, and if you watch Ryan Fitzpatrick and a lot of the throws he attempted or completed, they're throws that Washington quarterbacks are not throwing at all, right? You can you can pause when he's letting the ball go and the guy does not look open. He hasn't won and he's throwing it. Last year's quarterbacks here aren't doing that. So I like that because I think he fits that attacking mentality, uh, that downfield vertical element of the offense that was missing. Your turn. Yeah, one thing I liked is the Air Coyo offense, Air Coyo offense. Yeah. that Turner runs, it is downfield. Uh, yeah. You need a tight end. You need someone who can fit the ball into tight windows. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, they like to go down. Fitzpatrick, he will dime you if you're in cover two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dime you in between that cornerback and that safety along yes. that sideline. Yes, he will. He's I, Yeah, he will. <laughs> I don't that, think we've ever had um, that. When I talked about that on the film breakdowns a lot of that's a throw that's 
not always there and like it's not literally always there but it's kind of there a lot it is there. but you have to have the guts and the accuracy right. and the timing to do and um that that face mask throw that everyone loves yes. was oh was goodness. that that was a cover yes, two hole shot it was he's he's going he's looking opposite and he comes back immediately and just lets it go that's a great and, point and, okay yeah all right i'll wait till i got a couple more things i love about him but okay. you go ahead go ahead that's all right first. um i like that Okay, so <laughs> we all have our different uh, takes on, you know, we, we obviously ultimately we want a long-term quarterback. Obviously, we see how that's kind of difficult this year. There's there's really no, you know, legit long-term ops and options and free agency. So you got to look to the draft and, and we'll, we'll touch on that. But I do like that if it was Mariota, you know, we would say, okay, well, maybe they want to see what he can do long-term while also saying we kind of think we know who he is. Darnold, you give up a second and you say, is he going to improve that much? Trubisky, you say, you know, he's had a number of years to start. But with Fitzpatrick, you know it's a one-year kind of deal. Like, maybe he'll be back next year. You know, who knows? But you know there's no question about any long-term anything. Right? He's 38. He'll be 39 before the season ends. So they're making it pretty clear. Like, we know we still need to address this. But for now, this is what we've got. And so I kind of like that rather than, you know, going out and getting a Marcus Mariota, who is, who is what, 27 or something, 28, and say, well, maybe he can be the guy. And meanwhile, we kind of all know, yeah, he's not going to be the guy. But with this, we have a guy who will, who we know is not the guy, but who will also, you know, not hold you back in terms of development. Um, it, it, you know, guys around him, receivers especially, he's not going to hold them back because he won't be afraid to let the ball go. So I like the kind of short-term commitment agreement that everyone has to this, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh I agree with that. Um, I know a phrase that you used a lot this year is 50-50 balls. Yes. He's going to give you a lot of those. And it may, <laughs> it may result in some picks, but who yeah. cares? You have to, The defense has to respect it. And yeah. I think with, with, <laughs> yeah. Fitz, with, Fitz, with Fitz magic, people are, <laughs> people are man, I, I think It'll the be way he fun. Ma- yes, the way he maneuvers the pocket. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a Heineke in a sense where they mm-hmm. can both like he can run wiggle, the football. Wiggle, yep, yep, makes the wiggle, happen. and he just makes stuff happen, man. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited. But we've never had this. I mean, RG three, he was more straight line speed. Mm-hmm. Heineke, Heineke showed a glimpse of what he could do. Right. Uh, Cousins was more pocket. He could yeah. get out. Yeah. Rex Cousins Grossman, those Rex Grossman was Ooh, terrible. I don't remember Rex Grossman? <laughs> Mark, Mark Brunel, terrible. But <laughs> hey, Mark, man, Mark but... <laughs> had a good year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Same time, Moss. Ooh. Oh yeah. But um. But yeah, I, I just like that that backyard football, mm, yeah, kind, yeah, kind of feel that he brings. That's one thing I love about him. Yeah, it'll definitely, uh, it'll definitely be more, fun. You'll see more off script. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that's uh, the fun. The fun factor and element is like, you know, you, you look at Alex Smith or Tyrod Taylor or Teddy Bridgewater, and you're gonna get, you know, what you're gonna get. You're gonna get like mm-hmm. 15 touchdowns and four interceptions. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's boring. Yeah. I'd rather have 30 touchdowns and 15 yes. interceptions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Another thing I like about Fitzpatrick is like you can't hate him. No one mm-hmm. hate like he is he is beloved by the masses. Um and so in terms of you know the team in the locker room, he definitely fits what you're trying to do. Like he's not gonna be a long-term part of this. He's gonna be one stop along the way. But um, but he's fitting that 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 mentality of that Rivera's instilling where he'll, you know, he'll bring the swagger and the personality and the fun, but he's going to be a leader. 
He's going to show you what all, all the young guys, this is what, you know, all the 22, three or four, five year olds that do what the 38 year old is doing. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to make it fun. The aura around it all is going to be fun and energetic with Ryan Fitzpatrick because he just loves playing football. He just yeah, he loves does. it. So I like that he kind of, he fits the energy and the, and the, the mentality and all of that, that they're trying to do. I like that. I like that. And the youth. Yeah, the, the youthful, uh, the youthful yeah. attitude. <laughs> yeah, the youthful attitude, man. I, I, he's another thing I like about him is just the fact that he knows he knows who he is, and yeah, we're not we're not going to be at a point, and we know who he is, so yeah. we're not going to be at a point where we're guessing like a Mariota or like a Darnold. Yes, and we and we get let down. Right, Fitz right. Ma- Fitz Magic has balled literally every single place he went to. He can, man, he can fill it up, and that's a dynamic that we just never had. Um, I like that Ron. He, like you said, he fits the young core to a T, and yeah. I believe he is. He's he's just a stop, and I think we definitely improved at quarterback. And my thing is this: Miami was winning games with the strong okay, defense, with the strong defense, but not only that, they were. Uh, Look at the conference that we're in. Is he yeah, the second the, best? Um, the division. The division. The right. division. Is he the, Is second, he the second best? Second? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. And and that's why I'm saying, why are people? If you get Darnold, is he the second best? No. Uh, if no you get Mariota. If, if you get Mariota, is the second best? Probably uh, not. No. No. You see what I'm saying? And you, <laughs> yeah. you you've up you've upgraded quarterback. You have upgraded position. quarterback for sure. And you have the potential still. I mean, look at the games that we won with the quarterbacks that we had. <laughs> you have to think with Fitzpatrick, you might go eleven and five. I mean, if if it if you get a lot more Fitz magic, then yeah, uh, Fitz tragic. Magic. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and, so in the solid defense, I'd say um, I'd say um, I think I think those are my likes. I like I mean, we covered it. The ones that I like and the ones that you said are the things I would have said if you didn't say them. Uh, I think that you know we'll see what happens at wide receiver in terms of who they add, like. It would be great. I think now more than anything, Kenny Galladay would make sense because he is a he's what he does is contested catches. And 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 I'm not saying I think they'll get him. By the time this gets out, he might have signed somewhere else. But it'd be great because again, like you said, the 50-50 balls, he's gonna give those. So we don't have we don't get Kenny Galladay. Well, I hope that uh I hope Antonio Gandy Golden is working really hard right now mm-hmm. because that's what he does well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, stay healthy, but then be ready to play, be up to the speed of the game, understand the offense. Because when you get out on that field and you're running a vertical route, uh, you know, on the outside against single high uh, and it's against a 5'10 corner and you're 6'4 and Fitzpatrick sees that, he'll throw you that ball. So be ready for it. Um, right. The last time he started 16 games. Well, no, okay, I'll, I'll get into that. So the thing I don't like, um, and it's not really about Fitzpatrick himself. I mean, it's really just about the fact that so he's he is a bridge quarterback. That's what we're calling him, right? Right. But in my mind, and the draft hasn't happened yet, so this that's why I'm putting an asterisk next next to it because we don't know what, what they'll do. But a bridge quarterback without having the, the guy that he is the bridge for behind him on the roster is like building a bridge and then it not reconnecting to land. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the bridge just stops, and if you keep yeah. going, you'll fall off. Right. To me, right as of, as of March 16th, right, that's where we are right now we're on a bridge that doesn't that doesn't reconnect back to land 
And so is that really a bridge? It's not really a bridge to me. It's just a quarterback. So, um, so that's why in my mind, I, I just don't like that, uh, that you have a bridge quarterback with no one to, to, to take over the reins. And maybe that will change. That's why I'm putting an asterisk signing fits. If you, if you got Mariota, if you got Darnold, you're not drafting a guy for sure. He probably traded a second round pick at least, um, maybe even maybe Trubisky or maybe James Winston, uh, any of those guys, it could be very questionable or maybe a guarantee that, you know, you're, you're not going quarterback in the draft at all. With Ryan Fitzpatrick, it makes even more sense to me. It makes to me now, it makes a ton of sense to get a quarterback in the draft who you think can take over because you can just set it up perfectly for him. He can sit behind Fitzpatrick and learn. There will be no pressure for him to start. You can still win games while the rookie quarterback is sitting. And then next year, there's no weird breakup or anything. He'll have a year just sitting and knowing what to do. You'll have had more time to, to add weapons around him, to add protection around him. And then year two, you just hand him the keys and he's good to go. To me, that now is the perfect setup. Whereas if you got another guy, it's someone who maybe he had to compete with or someone you don't know, then it, it kind of muddies the water. But to me, the water is perfectly clear now. You can draft a guy in the first round and he's not playing. And that's fine. So right. that makes a ton of sense to me. So the only that's the only thing I don't like is that you've got a bridge quarterback and you've got no it, no other half uh, other end of the bridge. I don't know if there's anything you don't like. Uh, obviously, with him, I just like I don't. I really don't have no dislikes about this. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want a quarterback, but at the same token, I'm trying to picture my mind on what what Ron is thinking. By the way, it looks like Curtis Samuel may be close. Um, yeah, just saw an update. yeah, so hopefully we can get that done. But That'd be ideal. Yes, I would mm-hmm. I'll be content. <laughs> but but with 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 fits, it's like you know what you're gonna get. So it's gonna be games he that throws three yeah. picks. There's gonna be games where he just he's just bad all game and you're gonna lose. You know, <laughs> you're just gonna lose, and that's expected. But I think I think the good outweighs the bad in this situation because he has a defense, a really, really good defense like he did in Miami. What I don't like is the picks, but like I said, which will be getting, there for sure. Yes, which will be there because of the because of the risk that he takes. Right, mean, right. I mean, it's it's like you know. you're either going to get Alex Smith. That's the the that those are the extremes, and then in the middle are the franchise guys. Right, right. And and I just think he's the perfect stopgap for the situation. That's why I don't like. That's why I don't have much dislike about this because I think he's the perfect stopgap. It makes me wonder. If at 19, they're going to sit still and hope that a quarterback falls or I have a feeling that they like someone else in the later rounds, maybe round two or or like a Mond or something. I have a theory on that when you're done. Because with that, or it's like that. you have to think Scott's like, I know what I want. Yeah, he's right. right. Him, I love he's, that. He's probably telling like, Ron, look, if, if I can get a guy that I can develop for a year, I promise you. He will be the number one quarterback if he were to stay kind yeah. of deal. Right. Like I can see that, you know, yeah. and I can see like a Mond or, or whoever else it may be and him just sitting on the Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year and figuring out and while you're building that offense around him because they're building a team. And that's what I like about it. They're not going to throw a second and a fourth for Darnold. Right, right, they're right. They're not going to throw a second for, for Mariota. And, and honestly, talk as much as we want to move up in the draft, 
I don't believe we're a quarterback away yet. I don't think we are either. I no. This, I think this time next year, you're literally a quarterback away if you build the right way. You got to think mm-hmm. the offensive line should be set by next year. The defensive line will be set. Your weapons should be in place. And right. then you go up for that quarterback. I think next year is the year you throw all your chips in the bag. And you say, okay, let's see what we got going on here. Yeah, I mean, I um, my only thing about next year is just the just the unpre- the unpredictable unpredictability is just is that and and the thought the reason why I feel that this year would be great is because you saw Patrick Mahomes came in and did his second year where I mean there's like a there's like a solid cap for rookie quarterbacks and if you have a solid team next year and I mean it's fine we get a rookie and plug him in you kind of know we can only go so far with this rookie because he's a rookie or maybe this rookie isn't even ready to start versus if you get him now and he, he sit him for a year, you feel good about playing him year two. You feel like he had his rookie year on the bench, so to speak. So now we can kind of just go off and roll. We don't have to, you know, work through all the rookie um, hiccups. I mean, that's, those are my thoughts. I just, it's, we'll see. I mean, well, next year is just, we've got five guys this year, first round guys, right? Um, obviously there's mm-hmm. people who don't like Mac Jones in the first round, but he's a first round quarterback to me. But of those five, I think, I think three will be gone within the top four. I just, I, I just feel like Trey Lance will be gone to Atlanta. Zach Wilson will be gone to the Jets. Trevor Lawrence will be gone to the Jaguars. What if that happens again, but next year there's only three guys and they're gone in the top four, the top five, you know, I, I just, but, but well, I, I think you move up. I think that's where you move up because you already got your left tackle. Say if you go left tackle at 19, you got your center, you got your guards. Hopefully that you've developed, you get a sheriff, you got Moses potentially mm-hmm. still there, or you can hit it in free agency. Then you got your defense. I think you can give up more next year as opposed to giving it up this year because you still got holes to fill. And and from what I'm hearing and from what I've seen, you, you got five quarterbacks next year who could potentially be uh, top 15 picks. And then it's about, not top 15, but first round picks. First round picks, yeah. First round picks. And then at that point, it's like, well, we got our foundation. Because I, I think this team is going to win. The I potential is there. I think they're two eight to ten. good off seasons away from – they're two good off seasons and a quarterback, I think, away from, from that window starting to crack open. I think they're this off season yeah. and next off season away from if – they, if they really hit free agency in the draft and had some really good players – and a quarterback, then in 2022, then that's when you're hitting the 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 beginning of that curve up, right. which leads to you know Super Bowl contention. Um, I did want to ask you about that. What, like, what is the window for you in terms of their their win totals this year? Because to me, it's as it's as broad as uh, Fitzpatrick's you know um, playing is. It's as uh, not broad. It's as I don't know wide. Whatever the word is, like, to me, it's anywhere from five wins to nine or ten wins. We'll say the same. However, I think that culture, that winning culture is already established now. They won the division. Mm-hmm. And you have to think this is their second year in the scheme. Yeah. So players are going to be better. Pain's going to be better. Sweat's going to be better. Um, I mean, Allen, we, we hope I so. Noticed. We hope so. Yeah. I mean, and I'm assuming because they did a great job coaching last year. Yeah. And and what, what happens is we won those games without good quarterback play. And who's to say we're going to get good quarterback play? But right. I think I think the fact that the team is going to develop and they have that winning mentality, I think that they're going to win 
I think their window is seven to eleven or seven, seven to, to 11. ten. Okay, seven okay. to ten. Um, you gotta think the division. I'm not I mean, yeah. with, with Fitzpatrick. I'm not scared of Philly. I'm right, not scared right, of the right, Giants. Right. And yeah, the, I'm definitely the, the, not scared. We could get in a shootout with with Dallas with with Fitzpatrick. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Last the year, last is... year, if we got in, last year, if we got in a shootout with with Dallas, we would have been because Alex Smith can't do anything. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I agree that those those six divisional games. I mean, could those could easily be six wins? I mean, they could be whatever, but they're all winnable games. Right. None of those teams at this point are better than Washington, no. and I mean, whatever the margins are, they're not significant either way. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule and, and it's tough to say, because I mean, who knows what, who knows when we'll play whatever teams we play and they could be in a funk, they could be hurt. Yeah. You never know. So I'm, I'm not really, it's, I mean, it's, it's too early to look at any of that, you know, look, look at the Seahawks when we played them this past year, you know, right. And the exactly. Russell Wilson threw for like 120 yards or something. Um, the last time Ryan Fitzpatrick played, started 16 games with 20 was 2015 with the jets. They went 10 and six. He completed 59.6% of his passes, threw for 3,900 yards, 31 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, had an 88 quarterback rating. Um, and so, I mean, I'm just curious to see, you know, he hasn't started 16 games in a while. I'm curious to see what that looks like. The games where he's good, you've got a great chance to win. And then when he's bad, I think it's kind of – when he's bad, it's just the game. It's just the game is – you just he's just, you know. That's, that's why – that's the difference – between Ryan Fitzpatrick and the and the franchise quarterbacks is right. not the level he's capable of playing it because he can play mm-hmm. at a franchise quarterback level. It's the yeah, it's the can. consistency of it. Right. And so I mean, I guess it's the one that's the one thing that needs to be remembered is that there are going to be games that this guy does lose for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. So it's just a yeah. matter of how many. But he will also put the team on his back sometimes and win you some games. So what is that? Is what is that ratio going to be? Is it going to be one to one, one to two, one yeah. to three, one to four? You know, that's the thing. Um, with regards to drafting a guy, a quarterback, second, third, fourth, fifth, I guess the interesting thing about that is you got Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, guys who you you probably see as backups, but who you like as backups. Uh, if you draft a guy, second, third, fourth, fifth round, you're not keeping four quarterbacks in the roster. You're probably not going through the offseason with four quarterbacks. Uh, because if you are, then that rookie is undoubtedly going to be on the practice squad. But then you just mm-hmm. spend a second, third, fourth, fifth round pick on this guy, and he's not providing you with anything. He's not even on the roster this year, and you're not sure that he's going to be your quarterback of the future because he's not one of those top guys. He's he's a you know developmental guy. Right. So I'm really curious to see how that would play out because are you going to draft a guy later who – who will be brand new in the offense, brand new to the NFL and put him on the roster over Taylor Heineke and Kyle or Kyle Allen, or are you going to draft a guy then and, and just not expect him to offer anything, but while also not knowing, like if you draft a guy in the first round, you say he is going to be our quarterback of the future. Like for sure, we're going to give him the keys next year. As long as he shows up to work and, and shows us what, you know, what we expect him to do, which I think any of those top five guys would, we, we are going to give him the keys next year. If you draft a guy in the second, third, fourth, fifth round, I don't know if that mindset is the same. You're saying we maybe we think we can develop him. Like we 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 we're we feel we can develop him, but we're not just gonna hand him the keys. Right. And so I I wonder unless if there's a guy again like that they they do feel that way about. Guess yeah. we'll find out. 
And that makes you wonder because they're, they're not, first of all, what I loved about the, the drop was the fact that it was announced. It was no rumors. Right, it was right, just right. strictly <laughs> announced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. But no, nobody knows what we're doing. And like nobody has a clue. Nobody you know, not even not even the beat writers, you know, and right and our, our local beat. So uh you gotta think, man. Scott Turner is in love with someone at quarterback this year. He definitely year. is. That's a, yeah, he definitely is. I wonder who I hope it's not Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I would love to move up and get him, but <laughs> that'd be wow. That I, would be wild. <laughs> I think that I think that well, my opinion of their mentality going into the draft, specifically the first round, is this. They are not going into it saying we're aiming to trade up. That's not right. their mentality. Their mentality yep. is, you know, we're going we're gonna to see how it plays out. I think their yep. mentality is that if one of these guys, say Justin Fields, say they really like mm-hmm. him, say mm-hmm. the Panthers, say he goes one Trevor Lawrence, two Wilson, four Lance, eight, say the Panthers go Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. They spent the week with him at the Senior Bowl. Maybe they like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Fields is sitting there at nine. You didn't mm-hmm. think he'd be sitting there at nine and you say, we can move up 10 spots. We don't have to give away everything that we got. Yeah. Then yeah. I think, then they look at moving up. Maybe yeah. they really like Mac Jones and he's there at 13 or 14 and they say, we can move up five spots and right. get this guy. Then I think maybe they'll make a move like that, depending on how they like a guy who's, who's available. But I don't think they're going into it saying we got to get up to five. We got to get up to seven. Right. That's what I think the difference is. And, uh, and it provides so, them great. It provides them great flexibility. I flexibility, believe. yeah, I think so because because again, you can't compete this year. And I mean, look, you know me. You know what? I, all I want is a franchise quarterback. So it's like tough for me to be happy about things yeah. that aren't a franchise. You know, long term answer. But I'm just I'm gonna go along for the ride and just have fun with it because otherwise I'll be mad every day. And I don't yeah. want to be mad every day. So I'm just gonna enjoy each day <laughs> as its own thing <laughs> and hope they get it figured out. But that's what I think their mentality is, Tay, that if if it works out that way, then they'll go get a guy they like if he's there. Yeah. But if not, then they'll take their best player who will help them this year for when they get that guy. Right. Uh, but, I mean, it's going to be more fun this year. That's for sure. Yeah, man. It's going to be – you know, you're not going to know what you're going to – you're going to get <laughs> we get it, we get <laughs> Yeah, literally. Where yeah. You know what Alex Smith, you knew what you're going to get. Oh, here we go. Check right, 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 right. He's going to win you the game, but I mean, it's just going to be boring. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And I mean, and that's the difference. I think, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he's on can, can win you some games with his arm versus Alex Smith. I I don't think that's the case so much. Um, And then, and then I think this is really going to benefit Terry McLaurin a lot. You look at the years where, uh, where Fitzpatrick started more than I think 10 games close to, uh, in his eight seasons with 10 plus starts, his number one receiver target totals, TJ Hoosman Zada, 137, Stevie Johnson, 141, 148, 134, Andre Johnson, 146, Brandon Marshall, 173, 128, Devontae Parker, 128. So right. insert Terry McLaurin there. Assume that Ryan Fitzpatrick starts 10 to 16 games and, and then Terry McLaurin should be getting over 120, somewhere from 120 to 170 targets. Right. And that I love. I love that absolutely. If they add if they add another weapon now, I think that'd be so great. Um and I think that if Antonio Gandy Golden can develop, uh if you know, because because wide receivers can make jumps, maybe it's Cam Sims. Who knows what they'll do? Maybe they add a guy, but someone who can be a 50-50 guy, because mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick is gonna make those throws. So 
Connor, Connor Hughes just tweeted, even after signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm told Washington has not ruled out the trade for Sam Darnold. For sources, it's a bit more unlikely now, obviously, as Washington football team won't be willing to go as high as others in draft compensation, but they still have interest in the Jets quarterback. Interesting. So I think that kind of, in my opinion, falls in line with where we said right. how their mentality in the draft and trading up. I think if, yep. if, if, it, if it falls that way and you can get Darnold for, you know, a third or something, then, hey, bring him in here, let him sit for a year. Um, so, I mean, it does give him flexibility, right? It does give him some free. The fact of the matter is they could not go into the draft with what they have because right. the draft is way too unpredictable. They could not go into the season with what they have because that would just be a failure on every level. They had to sign somebody. And I think they'd rather know what they're getting, good and bad, than somebody where they say, we'll find out what we're going to get. And with free agents, for the most part, sign guys knowing and anticipating they are going to do what they've showed you that they can do. Don't sign them expecting them to be something that they haven't shown they can be. That's when you get hurt. <laughs> That's when you start cutting them a year later. Yep, yep. We know exactly who Ryan Fitzpatrick is. And so, yeah. So day one of free agency, Ryan Fitzpatrick in. So you've got, you've got an answer at quarterback for this year, for only this year. And then Ronald Darby gone, 10 million a year. And Kevin Pierre-Lewis gone. And Dustin Hopkins back. Back, yeah. And then in terms yep. of, go ahead. There will be competition for him. For uh, I'm assuming for Hopkins. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I, I, I would think they'd bring in some competition. Uh, I wonder how they'll play the Fitzpatrick and if they'll uh, the competition thing. If it's going to be a quote unquote competition or if it's kind of right. just like he's our starter. Right. I mean that would make sense to me. Yeah. You're paying him. You're paying him way more than the other two guys, and you you want his leadership, not just in the building but on the field. My, my my next question is, and now with with Fitzpatrick at helm, how do you feel about Juju potentially signing Juju? I mean, I'm Would fine that with. Change? I feel like I feel like in a way, um, I mean, I, I'm fine with signing any of these guys that are left: Juju, Will Fuller, Galladay, Curtis Samuel. But if I had to think about guys who kind of fit the mantra, to me, it's to me Juju is the least in the sense that he is more of an underneath over the middle slot kind of threat where I'm not saying he won't help you. He but, will. But is, is that because of the system? And I mean, I think that is too. I think it is. You, you look at his average yards per reception and per route run. And it was low because Ben couldn't throw the ball very far. Yeah. So that, that could be. Um, so I think that is a factor, but on the other hand, I think that he also isn't the deep threat that the other guys are. Uh, Curtis Samuel has the speed, but, but really will fuller and Kenny Galladay. Right. Uh but of the four, I mean, I think any of them make your team better. I think all four of them make your team better. And I think all four of them will be cheaper than what we thought. So I, I'm, I'm fine with any Curtis Samuel. I think um, I would say Kenny Galladay, I think, fits the best because you have a guy who is going to throw those just screw it, go get it kind of balls. But I think that all of them will, will uh, reap the benefits of having a quarterback who's willing to just let it fly. Uh, you know, that's the thing again with the quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick lets that ball go when the receiver is still a yard behind the corner because he just turned the debts on and the, and the corner is turning his back. Mm-hmm. Right. And then by the time the ball gets there, the receiver has won. Those those throws were not happening last no, year uh, with Dwayne or with Alex, really uh, 
So you're going to see so much more downfield. You're going to see so much more um, tight window. Let me see if I can find this one uh, stat that was comparing Alex Smith. And here it is. Yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Alex Smith 2020 season. So they both played similar amount of games. Vertical route percentage. Ryan Fitzpatrick 21.7. Alex Smith 10.3. Tight window throw percentage. Fitzpatrick 21.7. Alex Smith 13.5. Intermediate throw percentage. Fitzpatrick 27.7. Smith 11.9. Percentage of yards after the catch. Fitzpatrick 44.2. Smith 61.4. That's because Fitzpatrick is throwing it further down the field. Right. And air yards to the sticks third down Fitzpatrick plus 2.3 air yards. So how many yards the ball travels in the air? 2.3 Smith minus 2.8. Big, big, big difference. <laughs> uh, I would, I would say that Fitzpatrick is probably is the best quarterback they've had in here since um, Kirk cousins. Um, so, I mean, we'll just see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out, man. Uh, They'll definitely have um, they'll have the opportunity to win games. You know, I think offensively even more than just defensively. But it'll it'll just be up and down because that's what Fitzpatrick is. Yeah, that's what he is. Uh, but I think that's it, though. Is there anything else to touch on? No, I, I think that's it. We're just into day two right now, and hopefully we can get something done and we'll have something more to talk about. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Hopefully. Curtis Samuel can get locked up today. I don't know when the show's going out, but today or hopefully we'll have him by the time you all listen. But <laughs> right, right. Other, other than that, I'm looking forward to the draft and seeing what pieces we fill out the rest of this team for. I think we're – I don't know if we're going to be done soon with, with, with free agency as far as how much Ron wants to spend. But right. I know I can see some re-signings happening with Jonathan Allen maybe and – a couple others they, they want to kind of get into the fold so we can get yeah. a, a jump start into right. next year but the good thing is you got 28 million coming off the books next year with sheriff and uh fitzpatrick as of right now and we're and in a good you've got another situation. 22 million coming off with alex smith oh yeah next year <laughs> next year that's 22 that 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 um that won't be counting against the cap oh my goodness yeah so yeah, man. plus Landon, possibly Landon. Yeah, plus Landon, plus possibly Morgan Moses would be like seven and a half. Good night. Um, so yeah, they like I'm telling you, whatever their cap situation was this year, I think it will be better next year, especially if they yeah. keep moving the way they are in free agency. And, right. be, and the and the cap will go up. Yes, you're right. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, we're in good. I'm all right. We're good. I think they're in a good spot. Um, the 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 only other thing I just remembered is is Brandon Sheriff, uh, Joe. I don't know if it's Tooney Thooney. But he signed that five-year, eighty million dollar deal. Mm. Really, uh, three years, forty-eight million over the first three years, which comes out to over the first three years. It's it's sixteen over the course of five, but really the first three, forty-eight divided by three is about sixteen still. Yeah. So, um, I mean that those are kind of in my mind. That's sheriff is you're probably looking at five years. I don't know, eighty-two, eighty-four, yeah. fifty million over the first three years. And then you can probably get out after that. So I would love for them to to take a look at that because that would drop that cap number down probably some from 18. Probably drop it down a bit. So hopefully that gets done. Um, But, you know, we got a bridge quarterback and a bridge right guard for now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Okay, man. I guess that's all we've got. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about whatever happens next. It'll probably have. I feel like I almost tweeted last night. Whatever happens, I feel like it's going to happen in the morning because our stuff never happens during the day. It always happens right. at night or in the morning. So yep. it'll probably be tonight again, but we'll see what happens. So, Mr. Patrick, Let's on, do it. on to the next day of free agency. And uh, we'll be talking again soon. This is Todd. This is Ted. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.